Hi everybody, my name is Chase and I'm the host of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. And I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. This is our very first episode. And while there are things that we're still figuring out, I think for the most part this episode went together really well. And I'm really proud of it. So the reason why I'm here right now is I just wanted to preface the entirety of this podcast for you guys. What is it about? That's a good question. For those of you who don't know, Blue Manatee Press is a children's book publishing company located in Cincinnati, Ohio. We really focus on education and learning during a child's early development. So with that being said, we really want to focus this podcast on the same ideas. Only, of course, this is more for you, the young adult or the new parent, or even the veteran parent too. A new podcast will be coming out on the 1st and 15th of every month, and our guests will range from our own authors and illustrators who we publish with, to pediatric doctors, to teachers, daycare owners, to even other parents. So essentially all experts in the field of early childhood development. So while we'll talk about children's books pretty often, we'll also talk outside of books themselves and more general ideas of early childhood development. That's why it's called Fresh Off the Press. Today's episode features our own author and illustrator, Aaron Barker, who is the creator of Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party. And in this episode, we're really going to dive into this whimsical Halloween world that she's created. The perfect book for kids ages 3 to 6 that involves counting 1 to 13. The goal of this podcast is to make it as relatable to you, the common person, as I can be. And I'm so proud of how this episode's turned out because I believe it is truly enjoyable. So without further ado, let's get right into the first episode and I really hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to the very first episode of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. My name is Chase Osborne, and I'm your host with the most, and I'm proudly the marketing manager for Blue Manatee Press. I consider myself quite the connoisseur for podcasts, and when Blue Manatee Press hired me, I told them one of the first things I want to bring to this publishing company is a podcast to help us interact and engage with the public. And boy, oh boy, could we not have gotten a better guest on our first episode than the one we have today. She's amazing, and I'll introduce her very shortly. But first, I just wanted to introduce Blue Manatee Press. Who are we? Well, we are a press with a purpose. Founded in Cincinnati, Ohio in 2011 by Dr. John Hutton, Blue Manatee Press has been on a mission to create meaningful, enduring books that help bring grown-ups and children together. Owned and helmed by a pediatrician, our team consists of experts in child development, fine art, and children's literature. We proudly publish original children's books that utilize a variety of artistic media and strive to create stories that are both educational and fun with an emphasis on turning off screens and experiencing the world through hands-on creative play. We encourage you to go to our website, www.bluemanateepress.com, to learn more about us, as well as learn about our authors and illustrators, and explore our library of fun books to purchase for the little one in your life. Check out some of our renowned titles, like our DR, that is Dialogic Reading, and Baby Unplugged Board Book series. Or check out some of our picture books, like Odd Animal ABCs, 
week or even one of our newest releases little monster trucks go by doug cinco again that is www.bluemanatypress.com or connect with us on facebook twitter instagram or youtube at blue manatee press Ooh, it's spooky season, everybody. Today is October 1st, which means we're officially counting down the days to Halloween. Halloween is definitely my second favorite time of the year, only behind Christmas. Uh, maybe behind Thanksgiving, too. I do love to eat. Either way, the countdown to Halloween officially begins today. What better way should we at Blue Manatee Press celebrate than talking about our own fall-time counting picture book, Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party? Featured in the Fall 2019 Kids in the Next list, Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party is a delightfully quirky counting book with gorgeous illustrations, including spooky elements and characters of lore who are all in attendance for this unexpectedly charming tea party. It's truly the perfect read for when there is a crisp chill in the air. And I don't know about everyone else elsewhere around the country, but the weather here in Cincinnati the last month has been wonderful. Cool, crisp, and dry. It's really felt like fall was here before it was even officially fall. And man, I just love this. This weather so much. There's nothing like being able to put on a flannel, get a nice warm cup of coffee, and sit by a fire, read a book. Just the best feeling. But hey, don't just take my word about this book. Here's what a few reviews have had to say about it. Publishers Weekly wrote, quote, formal wear, you know, Baron Laguna sports a bow tie, tidy tea etiquette, and delicious homemade goodies. Mr. Pumpkin's berry topped cake, Lord Wolfington's scones, portrayed this Halloween celebration as a quiet, stylish gathering framed by the counting sequence and the rhyming lines. Just right for fear reverse Halloween reveler. Betsy Covert of the Toadstool Bookshop says that Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party is, quote, this delightful Halloween-themed counting book which introduces Mr. Pumpkin's monstrous guests one by one as they arrive with their delectable contributions to this tea party. Soft and humorous illustrations with just the right amount of spookiness will surely make this a seasonal favorite. Everybody, you can order your copy of Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party today by going to our website, www bluemanateepress.com and of course Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party is written and illustrated by our wonderful guest today the one and only Aaron Barker without further ado let's get off the press and right into our conversation with the incredible Aaron Barker Is there a certain way that you want me to like introduce I, you, or I don't even? Care. You're the author. Know. You're the visionary here. You're yeah, you're the creator, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I'm terrible. I, I don't know how. All I right. don't care. <laughs> well, let's try this. All right, everybody, for our first episode, which I'm really excited for, we have a great author and illustrator with us. She is the illustrator of What Is Soft with Susan Cantor, the illustrator of an upcoming book called Baby Monster that I absolutely love. I'm glad I've gotten to read it already. Written by Andrea Pfeiffer and the author and illustrator of Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party. We have Aaron Barker. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, Chase. Thanks for having me on. Great. That's great. Fun. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to start this podcast and uh, yeah. I hope that goes really well. <laughs> We'll um, see, you know, I've got my, I've got my cup of tea with uh, honey and milk in it. And so I feel like I'm very appropriately set up for our podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mr. Yeah. Pumpkin, what kind of tea does Mr. Pumpkin drink? I think Mr. Pumpkin drinks Earl Grey. Okay. He's pretty, he's a pretty <laughs> classy dude. He definitely I mean, he's got always, the top hat. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's just got to go. He, 
he dresses the part, you know? Yeah. He's got to go all out. He totally does Earl Grey, but it, he has to have it with, like, honey <laughs> and cream. That's a like, great way to go. can't have it any other way. Yeah. What kind he, of tea like, are you drinking? Today, I'm drinking an Irish breakfast oh okay that is delicious perfect for like a good like fall crisp morning yeah you know unfortunately i'm not much of a tea guy myself listen that's okay that's all right i've tried it i remember Mm -hmm. going over to my grandpa and grandma's as a kid Mm -hmm. and we would have like tea time with prince and princess my sister was the princess and i was a prince (laughs) <laughs> and my grandma would serve us tea in this really nice, like, fine china, just a oh, really yeah. nice glass set. I mean, it looks a lot like what you have in Mr. Pumpkin's tea party. Awesome. And was there was there a separate room? Was there, like, a parlor that you guys would go into? Yeah. Like, like in the, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. What's um, up with that, man? Like, I don't know. Like, grandparents just always did everything room. best, you know? I know. So true. <laughs> and so as true. much as I didn't like the tea. I, I still couldn't wait to go over and play Prince and Princess time with my grandma. It. She would just serve it and <laughs> drop that cube of sugar into it. Oh, and... oh they had the cubed sugar. Yeah, she oh, had the cubed sugar. Oh, yeah. Right oh, I felt like I was man. missing a monicle and a vest. Yeah, and... you need. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. My grandma had we had um, she had this really cool the classic like blue and white china oh um, yeah that just like just looked so cool and she had these tiny little teacups that were more of like a simple kind of a modern design yeah um, but they still had like the blue and the white designs on them and we loved them my sister and i we wouldn't sp- i mean i would kind of have like imaginary pt parties yeah. but like we would like dress up and like <laughs> yeah we never dressed up but oh man we oh and it was also the time of my life when i was super into like everything with frills and puffy sleeves and sequins and like i was like a super girly girl when i was really little before i went to school and then my first grade class was all boys <laughs> and i got into dinosaurs real quick talking about grandparents i think it's a good lead-in yeah. for i'm pretty sure i read about it but just for you to explain who was your inspiration for mr pumpkin yeah um mr pumpkin kind of came from several different sources but specifically the way that mr pumpkin sits is there and his body type he's kind of he's kind of long and lanky Mm -hmm. that is specifically based on my grandfather uh my mom's dad he was this incredible incredible he was a neurosurgeon wow the most brilliant man i've ever known ever and just so kind and gracious and humble and like we we did the world did not deserve him (laughs) um (laughs) He would, because he had these long, lanky legs, he, like, played basketball when he was younger and was just, like, always really, like, fit and active. But when he would sit down, like, often even later in his life when he was really aging and kind of he got a lot thinner, he would cross his legs over in this way that I had never seen another (laughs) human being do. It was You have to meet my brother. You have to meet my brother. He's basically (laughs) a contortionist. And with the way that you draw Mr. Pumpkin, I can already envision like, yeah, how his legs cross. My brother sits that way. That's wild. That is wild. I've never seen any other like guy sit with his legs crossed like so far as my grandfather did. I would like totally, I would totally love to see that. But yeah, he's totally based on my grandpa. And then also a combination of a couple of, a couple of my other guy friends who are really good hosts and just very gracious, sweet men. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And actually, 
actually Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party, the, the concept of it, the whole idea of like he's having a party and he's inviting all of his friends over is based on my buddy Ian. His name's Ian Pasco, And he, um, he lives over on the west side. He's got this great house. It's like this gorgeous, mm. he's kind of like refurbished it. Like it's like really like 20s, 30s oh. kind of mission style. Love um, that style. Yeah, it's like really, really cool. It's this beautiful house. And he it, he's also like a wine rep oh. um, for like a bunch of different places around town. And very so he prestigious. Has this ins- oh, very prestigious. <laughs> like it's got a huge wine cellar and like so he'll oh, that's he'll a dream. host these he'll host these parties and just invite his good friends over. And because he's got this great house and he he himself is a very dapper guy, but then oh, I when can imagine. we all come over and we like dress up and we have these fancy dinner nights and we particularly have these parties often in the sort of in the fall time yeah um and a bunch of my friends are just like a bunch of hipsters a bunch of weirdo <laughs> hipsters and so we named this these parties denimtober parties denimtober um, I yeah like so that. we celebrate denimtober basically when the fall like starts coming around it starts getting a little bit crisp mm-hmm. in the air my favorite and- time of the year yeah, it's the best time of the year. My two, a few of my guy buddies, they like have this whole like thing. Where they talk about denim over like it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. The oh, I... the you know the 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 leaves start crunching, yeah. and all you want to do is just wear flannel exactly. and like sit in front of a fireplace with a blanket, like cozy up under a blanket, and you you just have like a glass of bourbon and you have a book. And you're you are describing my life right now, right? Yeah, you like listen. You put some like record on some dude with a gravelly voice, you know, and just like, and that is Denim And you would like often then you want to share that time with all of your friends. And so Mr. Pumpkin's Key Party is essentially a big Denim Tober party. I'm totally gonna see Mr. Pumpkins totally different now. I'm not gonna see him in the dress (laughs) and a top hat. I'm gonna see him in a denim jacket and jeans or like a. Yes. And overalls with flannel on, and right. <laughs> no, pu- yeah, we'll have. I was just going to say ahead. pumpkin season. Didn't mean to say that. Well, I mean essentially, but fall season, like season. Yeah, yeah, it is pumpkin season. I just mm-hmm. love it. Like I, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I was born in the fall. I'm made for the sure. fall. Right. And <laughs> You're I, living your best life right now. Yeah, I mean, it's time to grow out the beard. It's time sure. to break out the flannels. Like Let's my go-to it, style, yeah. you know, it's jeans with a hoodie and a flannel over top. Yes. What's up? And yeah. I, we have a fire pit in our backyard. And oh, dang. You bet. Like every night on a nice crisp, cool night, I'm yeah. back there in that fire pit. Yep. And some Absolutely. hickory logs going or. Shoot. Yeah, yep. it smells great. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah, you, you and Mr. Pumpkin will be buds. Yeah, so are, buds. are the other characters somewhat based off of your friends at these parties? or? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? <laughs> <laughs> every, every single one of them. And the funny thing is, I was like halfway through making this book, and I realized I, I wasn't even doing it consciously. Yeah. I was like adding in these characters, and then I realized like, Oh my gosh, this is Hannah. This is Keaton. This is Ian. This is, I was like, oh my gosh, like my friends, we all had like this revelatory moment. I'm like, oh my God. These That's are insane, people, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it was, it was really funny. I've written a well, couple like, short stories that yeah. I'm always amazed by mm-hmm. that. Just like how yeah. I'll develop these characters, but I guess subconsciously I'm developing their attributes based off of people I know. 
and like yep, friends that absolutely. I have. Yep, one hundred percent. It was it was a really it was a hilarious realization. <laughs> and so, then I'm like telling all my friends, they're like, "Are you kidding? Oh my gosh!" My <laughs> friend Leslie freaked out. It, it's like the her favorite thing to talk about when she talks about Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party. She points <laughs> out the the page that she's on. Uh, who is she? She's the wolf who brings <laughs> the the. <laughs> brings the scones yeah <laughs> and it the the ironic thing is she's actually gluten-free oh <laughs> she's like celiac and uh, <laughs> and uh so she can't even eat scones <laughs> that's 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 what i had the wolf bring. she's actually a really selfless person so she's totally done that before she'll bring things that she can't eat but she what knows that other person. people will love. Yeah, she's a very she's a very selfless person. <laughs> That's almost like yeah. a like a cruel prank on her though, to be like, hey, this yeah. is you, but you brought in scones. <laughs> you brought scones. <laughs> so who's Sir Bones? Uh Sir Bones is actually Ian Pasco to his chagrin. Oh. His character is is actually him because he's the one who brings the drinks. He yeah. brings the cider. And also he's the oldest of our friend group. So he's the skeleton. <laughs> He was actually a little. He was a little miffed that I that I made Sir Bones rather portly. <laughs> I made him a little uh, rotund, and he was like, "Zachy, am I this little like fat guy?" And I was like, "No, what are you talking about? It's not like you don't look like a portly skeleton." So, so it's just fun, you know, portly yeah. skeleton, something you want to expect. That's right. And actually, like Sir Bones is uh, like several people's favorite characters. Like, I think he's my him. favorite character. He's when I so was developing cute. that GIF. And yes, yeah. I pronounce it GIF. You um, do. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. The creator of the GIF actually, Said like during a convention, yeah, he wasn't there to accept his like lifetime achievement award, uh-huh. but he <laughs> made a GIF to accept it. And the first picture yeah. is it's the next one pronounced, and then the last picture was a GIF peanut butter jar. Oh my god! And that's gosh. how he accepted his that is award. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So that gif that I create of Mr. Pumpkin's yeah. Tea Party, which everyone can see on our Twitter, and you can download yeah. it from there too. I actually like making Sir Bones and animating him was probably my favorite part just because it, one, it, it just flowed so well with like top, mm-hmm. like tipping the hat, but two, like lifting up the cider jar. Oh, I'm a bourbon kind of guy, and I just kind of yeah. imagine that bourbon was in that cider jar. <laughs> yeah i had to i had to make i had to design the the label specifically so that it wouldn't look like it was just booze that he brought with him it's, um, a, it's like a subtle thing that adults would get though i know i know i first had like this cool design where it was like a skull with wings on it and said, like <laughs> mr bones is like cider amy my editor and i we all we were just like you know what no we got it we have to make it <laughs> we have to make it kid appropriate <laughs> we no. can't have, have this this skeleton bringing <laughs> hard liquor to this party. A little uh, bit of uh, that's not spiced cider. That's a uh, that's yeah, some spiked cider. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> My girlfriend is a teacher down in cool. downtown Cincinnati's West End. And I grew up in a family. My grandma was a teacher. My aunt was a teacher. Like, I just grew up. My great-grandma was. Everyone was a teacher, and I grew up on children's books. And I always explain to everyone when I'm talking about your book, since I started at Blue Manatee, I love between, yeah, like, Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party, the cider. I kind of picked up on the implications there. But my favorite part about Mm. Baby Monster, which is coming (laughs) out November 10th, is the scene that you drew of the baby monster just blurting out an obvious explicit can't talk right now it just took a sip of coffee Uh, yeah explicit or 
expletive. There we yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Why is it such a... That so and weird. saying similarly, I can't pronounce this word. Similarly, yeah. And Amy <laughs> uses it all the time in the office. I'm like, okay, yes. it's just a flex now because yeah. I can't say it. Um, but oh, you can tell that's an explicitive, and mm-hmm. it's it's hysterical to me. It's almost like something Disney or Pixar would do, right? Like <laughs> humor that adults would get, yeah. but like a, a kid's probably gonna laugh because the parents gonna change the page and they're gonna read mm-hmm. that and they're gonna mm-hmm. laugh and the kids gonna be like, oh yeah, ha, ha, ha. you that's know. Funny. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And I love that about your books. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite pages too. I think my favorite little part of that page is the of that spread is the grandmother that's holding yes. the ears of the little boy that's sitting on the bench and the little boy's going like <laughs> like he's like shocked to hear this word for the first time it is such um, a great page as a whole and and the parents the scientists who who are just uh they're just distraught when they realize yeah. like what their little baby <laughs> monster is yelling everybody yeah. baby monster comes out november 10th gonna plug it it's a great book and you and oh, andrea thanks. both did a great job Thanks. Yeah, it was really fun working with Andrea. She and I had been friends for a couple of years um, before we worked on this project together. And it was just really fun. We had a couple of really, really lovely kind of editing sessions between the two of us where we were just kind of going over the manuscript kind of in a little bit of the earlier stages. And it was a little bit too long. And um, she was really needing to kind of cut it down a little bit. You love to see that kind of of chemistry. Yeah, yeah. We had a couple of really, really good editing sessions. Um, It was just fun, you know just kind of brainstorming stuff and different ideas and because this is based off of her first child um, (laughs) the little baby monster huh (laughs) the little baby monster and louise is so cute i love louise so much it's been really fun to see her uh grow up a little bit it was a really it was a fun project to work on it was especially fun too to work on like how i wanted the two scientists to look like yeah what how visually i I wanted them to be um Mm -hmm. i wanted them to look to sort of be uh, compliments of each other in that like i wanted them to be pretty different looking mm-hmm. but that they looked good together yeah. um so the mom is this tall lanky redhead and the dad is a little bit of a shorter like a squarer build darker skin tone in my in my head he's hispanic uh possibly for well i have i have in one of the spreads we have them wrestling on some pillows and we had a couple i put in some details of like there are some books that are spread around and we have some folk tales of mexico uh-huh. and then i have some we have some luchador little like playing uh, uh action figures oh what great little um, easter eggs yeah stuff i'm uh, going to look so for next time in my head he's he's from mexico and loves like bringing these like elements of his culture to his family and there's a little lucha libre book that's that's in that little spread too so fantastic yeah it was it was really fun to add sort of some of those details and bring those two characters to life yeah it was a a fun project for sure yeah i can imagine did you have personal inspirations for the characters too or was this just more of creative liberty at this point my parents are a little bit built like this my and again i did this subconsciously and my mom pointed it out she was like this is kind of like dad and me 
was like, oh my gosh, my dad's not from Mexico, but my dad is definitely a more, uh, a little bit stockier. Yeah. Um, us, us a bigger bone. Are much more stockier builds. And my mom is this total, like, tall, lanky. She's built like my grandfather, who is, you know, Mr. Pumpkin. Yeah. Um, and so she's, like, all very lanky. And uh, so there was a little bit of inspiration that came from that. Other than that, it was just kind of artistic liberty. But also, I really wanted to have a, a mixed yeah um, biracial couple. yeah no i love um, that yeah i think really more show some diversity yeah more books need that just to make it feel more normal and natural for kids who are young and reading these that you know that's there's nothing out of the ordinary i'd totally. love to see that for sure and that's been something that um as long as i've been working with Manatee and with amy that's been something that we've really tried to prioritize and really showing a lot of diversity in our books what was sure. your favorite part like what was your favorite scene and Mr. Pumpkins, what was your favorite thing to draw? Man, that's like asking to choose my favorite child or something. I'm going to basically ask you, yeah, to choose your favorite child, you yeah. know? Don't, <laughs> don't tell the other pages. Don't tell the other characters. Yeah, if it's too <clears throat> bad, if, if it may hurt their feelings, maybe we'll just edit this out, right? <laughs> that's right. Just like, close your ears. Um, yeah, man, that's really tough, actually. I loved any scene where I got to draw the willow in the backyard. Okay. Um. So in the oh, we have the opening page where mm-hmm. Mr. Pumpkin's walking out, and the sun is just starting to kind of it's starting to maybe get a little bit sunsetty, and we see the willow tree, and there's sort of something in the tree's trunk that you can't quite tell. And my favorite when I read this book to kids for the first time, there I was like, oh, what is that? I don't know. We'll have to see later. And it ends up being like the clock, which is the number thirteen. When we get to the thirteenth number, and there's oh, like a that's clock wonderful. in it with the eye on top of it, which was just like a cool little like thing that I thought would be mysterious to add in. You do really well with adding in Easter eggs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, so fun. Thanks. I, that was something that, as a kid, when I when I would read picture books uh, I always would gravitate toward my favorites always had some type of little easter egg something to find something yeah. to discover I wanted to get lost in the the illustrations like Graham Bass who made um, The 11th Hour and Animalia and um, let's see what other ones he made a few other picture books back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. they were these really rich really well rendered books and the 11th hour was this like um, it it was almost like a sort of like a murder mystery except there wasn't a murder at the end you know there was like a mystery at the end (laughs) of this party almost a little bit like Mr. Pumpkin's tea party and that this guy was holding a big party for all of his friends and it was a birthday party and then you had to solve this mystery that happens that you discover that this thing happens at the end of this of the story so then you have to go back through the book and find all of these tiny little clues like put together like ciphers and like oh that's fantastic i love that like even looking through it as an adult i was like this is hard (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that i can do this you know Um, what's insane is that as a kid i could probably figure it out better than i could now yeah and i'm sure there's some science behind that where maybe you just weren't overthinking as a kid 
like you do yeah, now, sure. you know? Yeah. Or our brains aren't quite as stimulated in the same right. way. Yeah. So I always love like books with little like things to find, things to solve, hidden parts of the story. So I really wanted, especially for my very first picture book that I would, that was all my own. I really wanted those kinds of details to be in there, which is why I put, decided to put in the black cat, Winston, in every page or every spread. When the kids discover that there's a black cat hidden on every page, <laughs> then they like lose their minds and they just want to like, they don't want to do anything except look for this cat. Oh, it's almost um, going to feel like my third eye is open now you're saying all these. Like, I'm going to notice them on every page now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know what my favorite page would be i i i do really love the ones with the one with all the teacups mm -hmm. where he's pouring the tea and i love the one with um yeah probably the opening scene where um you see the tree and the lake and the house yeah and i, I, I would did, have to I say that's like mine too, too. Yeah, I like the house one too, which I think is number six, where the lanterns. Oh, um, yeah. You're trying to find the lanterns. And so you're seeing the other side of the house, the front entry, and you see kind of the walkway, and Winston is hiding in the bushes. Yeah, I like the closing too, where they're all leaving and uh, yeah. flying across the moon. And that one, actually, yeah. right now I'm animating it for our storyline oh, online style uh, video nice. that we're doing, right? And uh, yeah. making that witch go across the moon has probably been my favorite part to animate love it love <laughs> it yeah that one's one of my favorites too because i get you get to see the different characters interact yeah with each other and you kind of see more of like their friendships um, right yeah that's that's a good one too i also really like the the ones the one with the frogs i do too um, yeah yeah i think that's number 10 maybe i really liked putting the personality in each of the frogs one of them is like his mouth is super wide open and to me he's like he's got this big bass voice <laughs> and then there's one that's just going like Ooh. <laughs> and uh that was really fun that one actually i got a little bit of inspiration from william joyce is another one of my favorite illustrators he did um uh, i mean he's done like a million and a half picture books mm -hmm. but he more recently has done some movies he did that guardians of childhood movie oh great that's based yeah. on that's based on like a bunch of his books picture books he also did one of my favorite christmas books which is called santa calls and then he also did um meet the robinsons oh which was them they made into a movie it was originally titled yeah. the picture book was originally titled um a day with wilbur robinson yeah and you know i think i have a copy of that yeah well, that one's growing that up one's so good yeah that one's really good and so actually in that story you're kind of going through their house and it's like wild and wacky and there's a million and a half things happening right and at one point i think the whole time they're looking for gra their grandfather's lost teeth uh -huh. lost set of teeth and they um find the teeth finally in the frog there's like this frog <laughs> that's leading this band who's wearing the teeth and he like <laughs> does this big backflip and then smiles at the end like oh my gosh it's grandpa's teeth <laughs> and that scene in particular i kind of used as a little bit of inspiration i was thinking about that scene oh, when, I I love was that. Making, when i was making that number 10 page with all the frogs singing because this page with from william joyce i absolutely um, love that yeah and william joyce actually loves halloween we had a book 
about William Joyce and all of his illustrations. It was like the world of William Joyce. Yeah. He decorates his house for Halloween every year, like paints, like elaborate paintings on his walls of like pumpkins. Oh, and, like, I wish it's, I like, could awesome. paint. <laughs> it is wild. He is incredible. He, he absolutely loves Halloween. So that was a little bit of a nod to him as well. That was my dad's big holiday that we celebrated. Um, yeah. Growing up, we were the house in the neighborhood. In our little neighborhood subdivision area, there were like three streets, three or four streets. All of them would come over for our big annual Halloween party. Um, He would just go all out. But on Halloween night too, we had... Because we were one of the only houses with a wraparound porch. He'd put tarps oh, up nice. along it and make it a haunted house that kids oh. had to go through. And, and you had to get to the end to get the candy unless you were a certain age. That's awesome. So, like, <laughs> yeah, and we had, like, jump scares in it and a place where kids could reach in. And for a brain, it was spaghetti. Or for eyeballs, it was grapes and such. But they had, like, reach in and touch and try to find the candy in one of those holes. And <laughs> it was a great time. And that's a legacy I really want to continue. You want to continue? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I just remember as a kid, like, oh, you knew it was Halloween season. You know, when the first couple weeks of October, we hopped off the bus and came down the street and all the kids just got excited because they'd see my dad on the porch setting up the tarps like, oh, yeah, the haunted house is going up. And there's just so much <laughs> oh, yeah. joy that came from that. Yes, and absolutely. It's just so fun to set up and celebrate Halloween. Speaking of the tree and the clock that you brought up. Yes. Is there a symbolism to 13 on the clock or? Uh. Well, I wanted, well, we were, we were originally going to just make it count up to 10. Mm -hmm. And then during one of our editing sessions, uh, Amy and I kind of, we realized, you know what, what if we counted up to 13? Because 13 is the spookiest number. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's count up to 13. And then it just, it took us kind of forever to really get to, okay, what were we going to have be the 13th? Mm -hmm. thing um and i think we were going to make the clock strike 12 at 12 mm -hmm. and then i don't remember whose idea it was whether it was mine or amy's but we kind of realized wait what if we kind of had this almost like a witching hour kind of thing where it was Ooh. the clock striked struck 13 yeah. and this sort of spooky like oh boy like now they can you know the party is is at its you know height or whatever it is and that just makes it all the more mysterious yeah there, there isn't necessarily like a specific reference to anything mm -hmm. other than just it being like mysterious and spooky i like that. um yeah and there doesn't does there exist a 13th hour you know, Ooh. like kind of asking that to kids and they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the creatures, uh, uh, they come out at night at 13 o'clock, right. you that's know, at 13 o'clock. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of a play on what, what do they say the witching hours are three in the morning. Uh, I Something don't like remember that. sometime like that where it's like way too late yeah. for you to even be awake. <laughs> right. Last question. Yep. How did you create Mr. Pumpkin's tea party? How did I create it? Like what? Yeah, like uh, how the idea originate? Yeah, so it, it came from an Inktober sketch that Inktober. I made. Inktober. Yeah, Inktober is this thing on uh, Instagram. Started by Jake Parker, I think, who's a, a really great illustrator and author. It's it's an exercise during October, during the month of October, where you are supposed to do one drawing a day, and it needs to be in ink. It can be anything at all. It can be simple. It can be elaborate. Um, but it's just a really great drawing exercise for artists. 
to just like get drawing and to kind of loosen up your muscles and it's a great little warm up. I thing. like that. So I think it was maybe 2015, somewhere around that time. And I did this simple little drawing of a pumpkin wearing this suit mm-hmm. um, and drinking a cup of tea. And he was saying something like, I dare say, something like that. I dare say. I dare say. <laughs> and then the next day, like I liked it. So I had so much fun drawing it um, that I decided to draw. I think I think I actually called it, I, the little um, caption was tea with Mr. Pumpkinhead. <laughs> and, you know, I gave him like a little like a vest and a jacket and pants. And a, you can even see like a little like chain to yeah. like a little watch, like a little pocket watch. And it just had a really good reception in on Instagram. Everyone really liked it. And so then I draw I, I drew a little companion for him then the next day that was um then tea with mr pumpkin and sir skeleton so i drew who became sir bones he wasn't quite as portly he was pretty (laughs) skinny as well but they're then both saying he's saying i dare say and then sir skeleton is saying indeed Indeed. and they're both they both have these cups of tea and there's this little (laughs) flower pot in the in between them i just had this I, i don't know where even the the inspiration really came from but I was kind of wanting to draw just like this little dapper gentleman. Um, (laughs) You know, I love like tea parties. And I don't know if I was drinking tea that morning or whatever, but it just seemed really (laughs) fun. And like, you know, there isn't enough like proper spooky stuff out there and elegant spooky stuff. So I was also doing a lot of um, calligraphy classes. I, I used to teach calligraphy workshops. I think I was just in this mindset of like really enjoying this calligraphy world and just wanting to make these really beautiful, elegant shapes and drawings. And I think that just kind of came out of that time. So that drawing of Sir Bones and uh, Mr. Pumpkin, Amy then showed me or she brought it up at a company Christmas party. Then I think the next year she was (laughs) like, hey, I saw this drawing that you made like a long time ago. (laughs) I think we could make she was like, I really want to I want us to do a Halloween book. And I think this would be so perfect for us to do some kind of Halloween book. So let's talk. Let's. I love the irony like, how this was created almost at a Christmas party. At a Christmas party, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas, essentially. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have compared Mr. Pumpkin to like a, a like a Jack sort Skellington. Of a Jack Skellington. Yeah, I can um, see it. Yeah, it was it, that was that was where the idea was born. I love that. Yeah. Um, give us maybe a teaser. Do you have any other plans for future Mr. Pumpkins? Is he going to be hosting any more tea parties? Or <laughs> I would love to do a sequel to Mr. Pumpkin. Um, we are in the works of making some type of uh, another, like, a board book version, probably. I mm-hmm. actually don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about that, so maybe... <laughs> <laughs> you might need to edit that out. All right. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I'll, know, I'll talk to Amy to after this. Yeah, make sure you clear it with Amy. But, was there um, a non-disclosure act? Or? Yeah, well, whether we, yeah. It, we, we've talked about making a, it's this, still Mr. Pumpkin, but just like a, a simpler version mm-hmm. um, for more of a, really a younger audience. Um, but that would, that wouldn't necessarily be anything new. But I do want to do a sequel. How fun I for him to like had... host a Christmas party or something. I know that. 
that's been an idea that's been floating around a little bit. What I would really like to do is at some point have Mr. Pumpkin going to his friends' houses. And he's maybe looking for, like, he's maybe looking for Winston the cat. And so he's going and asking Sir Bones. He goes to Sir Bones' house and have you seen Mr. Pumpkin? Or uh, have you seen Winston? Or whatever he's looking for. No, I haven't seen him. But we get to see Sir Bones' house. And then we go to the next one. We go to Lady Nightshade's home. And so we would get to see these different characters um, in more of their own context. Yeah, I mean. And that would be. That would be really, really fun to do. I would have a blast. It'd be such those. a great way of developing lore within your Mr. Yeah. Pumpkin's oh, yeah, universe. Maybe. Like, oh, man. you know, you're using the cat. Yeah. The cat's just a little Easter egg in the first book, but then the cat right. becomes the focus point of another book. Maybe you have like the willow tree as a focus at some point, or right? yeah. just like you've yep. all these little things that you enjoy. Oh man, that's so much fun. Yeah, you could develop a whole <laughs> yeah. a whole universe. I know. I know. <laughs> I I also one of my one of my buddies. Joel, who I wasn't friends with mm-hmm. nearly, I wasn't as close of friends with um, when I made the first Mr. Pumpkin, and he was all he was he was very put out that he didn't get to be a character in the book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I said, you know, well, I've been thinking about adding a new character, and you can be this character, Joel. So like in the in the sequel, I do also want to add a new character that would be called um, Earl Grey, and he's a ghost. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nobody take my ideas, please. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm now, like, spilling all my secrets now. Ah, yeah. no, you know what? We have right here evidence that you came up with at first. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Watch it, people. Stay off intellectual property. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. I mean, yeah. it's been a pleasure having you on the first podcast. You're a great guest to have too. Just felt nice. natural. Yeah. The conversation was Good. great, and uh, it was fun. I just want to encourage fun. everyone to check out Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party. Great book, yes. fantastic book. Uh, it's a great thank counting you. book. Yeah. But even if your kid already knows how to count, it's a fun book to read as a family, especially at nighttime okay. during this spooky holiday season. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. also got some good vocab words in yes. there that uh, are good for slightly older readers to mm-hmm. learn. Yeah. yeah, it's it's actually funny. Um, uh, when you mention that he's having a soirée or something like that, yeah, my, yeah soirée. Yeah, yeah my poor <laughs> right. my poor girlfriend. Uh, Oh, no. When, because she wanted to read it to her class, we got a copy. Yeah. And she's like, ah, oh, Chase, what's this word? Oh, no. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like sore or sore. Uh-huh. I I um yeah, I know what it I've, means, but mm-hmm. pronunciation for me is still yeah, I'm I'm sure. not French. Yeah, My I've, brother can I've, speak French, but Oh nice. Yeah. I I took Spanish, so I didn't take French, but I do believe <laughs> it is I do believe it is pronounced soire. Soire. All right, yes. well, there you go, readers or listeners. You when you read the book, you it's soiree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully when we do, if we do a, a, you know, a video of it, we can have the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of video, um, when this podcast is released October 1st, our visual book that or visual video book that uh, we're putting together, <laughs> which Aaron will be reading, will Play. also yeah. be released yeah. on our YouTube and other social media. So check that out, Blue Manti Press on YouTube. It's going to be a fun book, reading, visual. I don't even know like what to really call it, but it's going to be great. Adding little yeah. animations to bring her book to life, and she'll be reading it. And it's a great thing that you can watch with your family. So that will be released same day as this, October 1st. Uh, check it out on the YouTube, 
on the YouTube. So it just sounded really old there. And that was that was good. That was <laughs> uh, a good yeah. <laughs> I would love to have Andrea on, and perhaps you and Andrea probably around November first, sure. so we can talk about Baby talk Monster baby more. Monster. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. That one comes out November 10th. Everybody, uh, you can start looking into that. I'm pretty sure you can pre-order it now too. Check out Erin Barker on her social medias. I'm pretty sure it's Hooray Lorraine on both Twitter it is and Instagram. Lorraine. Okay. Yep. H-O-O-R-A-Y-L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E. Check her out on her social medias. I love your Instagram. It's got a great aesthetic to it. I love the different art that you draw. I loved your picture of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That was, yeah, that was a long time ago. That That was a fun little doodle. Yeah. You definitely have a style to your art. You can tell, like, thank from you. our books released, which ones are illustrated by the great Aaron. <laughs> well, <laughs> well thank-, thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much for being our guest. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was super fun. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. Now, how wonderful was that conversation? Aaron's honestly just such a joy to talk with. It's always super interesting to learn about an author and illustrator's inspiration behind characters. How fun is it that every character in Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party is based on people in her own life? I've gotta say, Lord Wolfington may be my favorite character because I do love a good delicious scone. But especially learning the backstory to the person who inspired Lord Wolfington, it just makes the character that much more fun and enjoyable. Or how about the little details and easter eggs that she hid in each spread of the book? Since she told me about the black cat, I do see it everywhere. Either I didn't before, or I just didn't think about it? I don't know. But now I do. It's like a third eye has been opened for me. And the clock on the world tree is such a fun touch to this whimsical world that Aaron's created. One last time, if you'd like to order your own copy of Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party, you can find it on our website at www.bluemanateepress.com. I hope everyone enjoyed our very first episode of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. We'll be releasing new episodes to you wherever you like to listen to podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or even Stitcher, on the 1st and 15th of every month. Make sure to follow us on those platforms, and hey, give us a like if you enjoyed this episode. Likes help us out a lot with discoverability as a new podcast show. Of course, we encourage you to follow us and connect with us on our social media such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at Blue Manatee Press. New videos as well as podcast uploads are available on our YouTube. Look up Blue Manatee Press on YouTube. Released today on YouTube is our first interactive visual story time of Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party, hosted and read by Aaron Barker. Go watch it! We put so much work into it, and I had so much fun producing it. I am so proud of how it's turned out. Please go watch it. I encourage you. I'm pretty sure you and the little ones in your life will definitely enjoy it. Everybody out there, I am your host, Chase Osborne, and this has been the very first episode of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. I'll see you on the 15th.